Hey friend, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. It's Misty Phillip. And today we are going to talk about social media. Social media, some love it, some hate it. Others believe it's a necessary evil to help them build a platform or get their message out. Y'all know what I believe? I believe social media is a powerful tool that we can use for good and we can redeem it by posting things that are lovely, that are true, that are encouraging and uplifting to our fellow man and woman and child. So as the founder of Spark Media, it is one of my greatest joys to encourage my fellow Christian authors, speakers, and podcast friends in their journey. I wholeheartedly believe that we need every Christian warrior suited up taking their place in the kingdom to do what God has called them to do. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, I want to make an announcement. I've had several people reach out to me who attended the 2021 Spark Media Conference last year at the NRB and ask if we were planning to do it again. And I am so excited to share with you that the answer is yes, 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 yes. We're going to be doing things a little bit differently this year because we are planning on hosting multiple Spark events in 2022. Also, there are so many amazing things happening at the NRB. We want everyone who attends Spark to be able to take advantage of all that is happening at the NRB. So prayers appreciated as we plan this event. It takes a lot to put on an event like this. So please consider how you may want to be a part of the Spark Media 2022 conferences and stay tuned for more details coming soon. For the latest, please be sure that you are on the Spark mailing list at sparkmedia.ventures. Now, for my guest today, I am excited to introduce you to Jennifer Bennett. She believes that we should be worth following on social media, so much so she wrote the book on it. She is an assistant professor of strategic communication at Indiana Wesleyan University and the host of She Impacts Culture podcast. Please welcome Dr. Jennifer Bennett to the By His Grace podcast. Hey, Jen, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited that you are here with me today, my friend. I am so excited to be here with you today. I feel like we've been connected for so long, but we've just recently been connected and I am just thrilled to be here with you today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So one of the sort of overarching themes that I've been discussing in different avenues with people this year is about uh, chasing your dreams. And so, um, you know, I know that this is something that you've talked about. And and what I want to know is, does God give us like the whole picture of our dreams? Um, or how has that played out in your life when God has given you a dream? Um, does he give you a little bit of it or does he give you the big picture? What does that look like? Oh my goodness. That's such a good question. So I am 46 years old and it's just now that I feel like I am 
fully living into not only who God has created me to be, but what he has created me to do. So let me explain that a little bit. When I was younger, um, at the age of 17, I felt like God was calling me to full-time ministry. And at that point in my mind, I thought that was church ministry. And so I went off to seminary. I loved it. I'm so glad I went to seminary, but I still had this idea that ministry meant I would be doing church ministry. Well, I ended up doing church ministry for a few years. I did youth ministry. And then the Lord started opening up these doors in education for me to teach middle school students, high school students, be a school administrator. I never had that on my radar ever. My dream was to do ministry, church ministry. Again, that's what I thought it was. Well, after I had my son in 2009, I resigned from my high school, school administrator teaching position because I wanted to be home with my son. And it was at that point that social media communication and all of that was getting um, very popular. And I realized, man, I really like this. And I decided to pursue it full time while I was home with my son. And the Lord opened doors for me to help people, churches, ministries, organizations, entrepreneurs, leaders with their online platform. I was invited to speak at conferences. I, again, never imagined that I would be doing this. And then when my son got older, I decided I wanted to go back to teaching. Like I really enjoyed it. And I knew I wanted to be on the college campus. And so a year ago, um, after being in North Carolina for a couple of years where I was at Wake Forest University, the Lord opened up a position for my family and I had to move to Indiana and um, opened up a position for me to teach full-time as a professor of strategic communication at Indiana Westland University. And so I say all of that because in my younger years, I had this idea, this dream of what I thought ministry would look like. And it's just now that I feel like God has put all the puzzle pieces of my life together to where I can now see this picture of this puzzle, like all of the experiences that I went to youth ministry, middle school teacher, high school teacher, school administrator, online um, trainer for social media, branding, all of that to now teaching at the college level and teaching college students who want to enter the field of strategic communication. I see how every single experience I had has brought me to where I am right now. And the reality is I am fully living in ministry, the dream that God gave me years ago. And even when I was teaching at the secular schools, the private schools, working from home, that was all ministry. I just didn't know exactly what God's dream looked like for my life. And so does God give us a clear picture of our dream? I think for some of us, he can. But I will say that I think for the majority of people, it comes in bits and pieces. And there are times in your life where you're like, wait a minute, God, this isn't what I thought my life would look like or my dream would look like. But yet at some point you will look back and you will say, okay, God, I see how you were putting all those puzzle pieces together. And ultimately you did bring this dream that I had about, it just looks different, but my gosh, it looks better than what I ever thought it would.
Amen, sister. I could not have said it any better myself. You know, I look back on my life the same kind of thing. Never thought I would be here where I am today. But when I look back over all of the experiences, he's been preparing me all along in ways that I didn't even know. Um, And it's a tapestry. And sometimes when we're in the dream, as we're living the dream, um, we see all the messy strings, right, that are behind the tapestry. But the picture that God is painting with our life when we follow him is far beyond what we can imagine. As a Christian communicator, one of the things that we do is we spend a lot of time online. And so you are the best person to talk about this. I want to ask you, how can we be different and how can we influence people in a crowded social media world? Yeah, that is such a loaded question, a great question. And it's one of the reasons why I wrote my book, Be Worth Following, is because I was so passionate about helping people be worth following online, specifically Christ followers, because I feel like we have this incredible tool in front of us to share the hope and freedom that is found in Jesus. And the only way that we can do that effectively online is if we allow ourselves to post things that will open the door rather than shut the door. And so at that point in my life, and we're even seeing it in the world today, I was just like, oh my gosh, please don't say that. Oh no, please don't get in that debate. Please don't word it that way. Like, We have to be so very careful with what we post online because the world is watching and you never know the kind of opportunities that God will open for you to share the gospel with someone just from some words that you share online. So I think one of the best questions you can ask yourself before you post so that you can be worth following, so that you can be different, so that you can influence people in a crowded social world is by asking, what is my purpose for posting this? Why am I posting this specific content? Why am I sharing what I am sharing? And I think when we ask ourselves that, that will keep us from posting things that might not be in our best interest or in the interest of those people who are following along. I can't tell you how many times I've typed something out and then I'm like, delete, 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 delete. Like Jen, no, no, you know, don't post that. Don't get into that. Um, Writing the book, Be Worth Following has kept me accountable to make sure that I am somebody that's worth following online. So I think you always have to ask yourself, you know, what is my purpose for posting what it is that I'm about to post? Yeah, I have a very good friend. She's a visual brand strategist. And during the pandemic, she came up with something called the 555 filter. And it's five things that she, uh, basically she gives herself five things that she posts about. So those are the things that she knows about herself. It's her, her, herself, her family, her faith, like, like she gives herself the things that she is going to post about and five things that she knows. And then five things that are like her hard nose. 
knows that she will not talk about politics. She will not talk about, like she has her, she has her things that she knows about herself that she wants to be made known for. And then the things that she will not discuss. And that way, whenever there is a knee jerk reaction, um, that when she sees something on social media that she wants to respond, she knows this is a hard no for me. And even though I have strong feelings about this, the world does not need to know my opinion on this particular thing because it goes against uh, what I stand for. And so I think that's kind of what you're saying. And I think that as particularly with leaders and Christian leaders, I see a lot of them um, sharing all of their thoughts and feelings, uh, especially on Twitter, which drives me crazy. And sometimes we don't have to have a thought on everything. Like it's okay for the world to not know what, what I think about every little issue. And I think that I'd love for you to speak into that just a little bit more. Um, how, how can we, how can we do a good job of representing Christ well so that we don't open up the conversation in a negative way? Yeah, no, I totally agree um, with what you said earlier. There are things that I will not post about like when it comes to um, presidential elections, I don't talk about who I'm voting for or why. Um, I haven't said a lot about um, masks, vaccines, all of that. Like there are certain things that I just will not post about. And I think we have to be careful too, because sometimes when we're scrolling on social media, we'll see somebody post something like, um, well, if you're silent, then you're part of the problem. And I want to encourage your listeners that when they make that list of things that they won't post about, don't let posts like that that say, well, if you're silent, you're part of the problem, get to you. When you know who you are and the mission that God's given to you for your social media platforms, then you can hold steadfast to that and only post the things that you've been called to post about. And so I think that is super important. One of the things that I do and I've been actually doing a lot more lately is when I'm getting ready to post something, to put something out there, I actually ask my husband to look over it and say, hey, can you just double check this and read this and tell me what your initial reaction is? Because I want to make sure that the way I'm wording this isn't giving off this impression. And so I don't do that with every post, um, but when there's certain posts that I think, eh, this might, you know, somebody might take it the wrong way or whatever, I get backup. I get somebody to read over it for me and give me their thoughts. And so that is something that I would recommend to your listeners is there's someone in your house that can look at it from a different perspective and let you know, well, here's what was my initial thought when you wrote, when I read this, or maybe you should word this sentence this way. I think that helps out tremendously. Or if there's a friend, a close friend that you can easily send, hey, tell me what you think of this. Um, I think that's one of the best things that you can do to help you not post something out there that later on you may end up regretting or later on you may have to end up explaining yourself. Another rule that I have is um, if I'm not sure about a post or if I'm not sure if I want to comment on a certain post about something, I give myself 24 hours before I put it out there or before I respond. Um, Because sometimes if somebody is saying something 
And I'm like, I never meant that, you know, and my emotions are getting all caught up into it. I know that I have to give myself some time to just step away from it and not be near whatever that comment or that post is. And then 24 hours later, I feel like um, I can better respond without letting my emotions take over. And so I give myself 24 hours. And what I have found is that a lot of times that really works. Either I don't respond or I respond in the way that I should be responding rather than letting my emotions take over. Yeah, that's so good. You know, I do the same thing. My husband reads over a lot of what I post and a lot of what I write, and it's just a good safety check. And then I also have a circle of accountability. So I have friends that I have said, if I ever post anything online that you think is out of character or that is um, that is alarming or concern, like I give you permission to speak into my life and to say, hey, you may want to reconsider consider this um, because I think we do need that circle of accountability. And so whether that's within our home or without um, uh, our home that we have that, but waiting, that's powerful. We don't have to respond. Um, And and I think that's where the knee jerk comes because we feel like we have to respond, Um, but we don't. And so I think that there is, is wisdom. So what makes us worth following? Oh, that's a good, good question. What makes us worth following? I think what makes us worth following, I would say, is who is it that God has created you to be? What message has he given you to share? You see, I think what makes us follow worth following is we all are different. God has called us to all of these different things in life. God has placed us in different areas of the country or outside of the country. God has given us different gifts, skills, and talents. God has given us the ability to do different things. And so what makes us worth following is when we know who it is that God has called us to be and what it is that he's called us to do. Because when we know those things, then we can share those things online. For example, I'm a professor. I um, I host a podcast where I enjoy encouraging the hearts of women who are using their gifts, skills, and talents in their work in leadership to impact culture. And so those are the things that God has given me that I share about. I live in Indiana, so I share about my life here. I share about the story that brought us here and how I never imagined myself living here in the Midwest. So I think when it is that you know who you are, that's what makes you worth following because people want to know who you are. People want to know about the things that you're passionate about. They wanna know about your insight in those areas that you're an expert in. People want to hear from you. They wanna know about your life. They wanna know the questions that you're asking. They wanna hear your stories. And so that's what makes people following. I think when we can be true to who we are and who it is that God has created us to be. And we're not trying to be like anybody else. We're just being faithful to who God's created us to be. Yeah. So one of the things that you talk about in your book is um, showing up authentically, um, but using storytelling. And so I think that that's what you're saying um, there. But how can we use our stories to connect with others in a crowded social world? 
Yeah. I think we have to not be afraid to share our stories, not be afraid to share what God is teaching us, not be afraid to share um, maybe even some of the hard parts of life. Because what people do is they come to social media and a lot of times they want to know that they are not the only one experiencing what they are currently experiencing. So when we bring our true authentic selves and share our stories, like that opens up the door for these amazing conversation years ago when I had a miscarriage I um I shared about it online and the outpouring that I received was first of all incredible but then the direct messages the dms that I got from women saying oh my gosh I'm so glad you posted that because I just recently went through a miscarriage and it, and here's what I've been feeling. The doors that it opened up for me to connect with other individuals was amazing. When I shared about us moving to Indiana and how this was never on the radar. I'm originally a Florida girl and here I am in the Midwest. And <laughs> I openly shared about how I had to work through my fears of winter and tornadoes and living in flatlands and things like that. Like people were like, oh my gosh, thank you. Because I'm currently looking at possibly moving and I'm terrified of that. So we have to be willing to share our stories and not just the the highlight reel of our lives, the glamour shots. We have to be willing to be real and share. Yeah, here's something I'm a little fearful of, but God's been showing me this. What I share um, with a lot of churches and organizations is when you can take your story and share it and then ultimately point it back to God somehow, there is power in that. And your posts will move people. It will move them. That's so good. You know, that's exactly how I started the By His Grace podcast was I had launched The Struggle is Real, But So is God Bible Study, which was all about overcoming. And as I was preparing to launch the study, I, I was praying because I knew that I was supposed to do a podcast for a couple of years, kind of put it off because I was afraid, didn't know exactly. And finally, the Lord sort of gave it to me. Um, and he was like, share the stories of other people in their struggles, because people need to know that they're not alone in the struggle. And um, and so that's how the whole podcast started. It's kind of morphed into something else as we grow and change and as God, you know, instructs us. But I love that you said that because if we just see the highlight reel, which a lot of social media is, um, then we can get into some other things that we've talked about here on the podcast, like comparison traps and thinking that their life is all perfect and ours is not. But I think when we show up authentically and we can, and we don't, that doesn't mean we have to overshare. We don't have to overshare the bad, but you, you hit on the right thing. If we can take that struggle and point people to God, um, that's what it's all about because we're here to give God glory. That's right. That's right. Well, um, I just want to close with one maybe practical tip because I have a lot of authors and speakers and podcasters that Christian communicators that follow me, that listen to the podcast. Um, social media is changing um, rapidly. Um, 
what is you, what 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 advice are you giving to people now in terms of their social media and being on different platforms? Um, what what are you seeing? What are the current trends, and how are you guiding people? Yeah, so the current trends, and this one might be where people are gonna be like, ah, no, don't say that. The current trends are that video are getting more traffic. So if you're a a writer, a book author, if you are a podcaster, um, videos, it's where it's at earlier this year, Instagram released um, an article or an update stating that their platform is going to become basically video, meaning you can still upload your pictures and everything, but they are going to give... um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they are preference going, to video. Yeah, yeah. Preference, yes, to video. That's where it's at. And so that's why all of the platforms now have these stories and reels and all of these things you can do via video, because that's the direction that these platforms are going in is video. So what I would recommend is here's the thing. Don't, you don't have to be on video to create videos. Um, Start thinking of creative ways that you can do quick little videos on your phone, um, sharing about your life, what God is teaching you, different things like that. Like there was one time I did a video where I went outside and I just heard birds, like the birds were singing. It was crazy. They were everywhere. So I just took my camera and did a little video where you could hear all the birds singing. I uploaded it with a verse from the Bible about the worries of the world and how God even takes care of the birds and all of that stuff. And that was perfect. And it touched so many people. I I wasn't in a video, but it was a video. And so thinking creatively like that of how you can get your messages across via video. Now with that, I would also say, don't stress out about it. you know, you continue sharing your true authentic self, whether it's through video or through post and the people that need to see it, God will bring. I think we have to be careful that we don't get so um, caught up in numbers. I think that's always a stressor, especially if you are um, a writer and you want to be published traditionally. I know that's a big deal. Um, Podcast, you know, you want your numbers up, you want more downloads. Um, Numbers are important, but don't let them become so Um, overwhelming to you that it just stresses you out. You keep doing your thing, keep doing what God's called you to do, and he will bring the people to you that need to hear the message that he's given you. That is a good word, my friend. I'm going to be really vulnerable here and say, I don't like um, what I see on Instagram today. I don't like what I see on Instagram today because it's loud. It's noisy. Our world is already really loud. And so for me, that's not showing up authentically by doing a video of me pointing to words with music. Because as I scroll through my Instagram feed, which used to bring me joy because I would see um, lovely posts, I would see the thoughts of my friends, I would be encouraged, I would be inspired. Now all of I all I see and hear is just loud music over and over, and. My concern for, I know why my friends are doing it, right? Because they're getting those numbers. But my concern is 
are you being authentic to your message? And are you, um, is there a return on investment or are you wasting time doing these silly videos and, and there's not a return on investment, right? Because I'm a very practical person. I'm a very missional person. So for me, you're not going to find me, you know, doing all this nonsense. Although I know that Instagram's going to reward it because when I use Instagram, that does not give me peace. Right. I can so understand that. My gosh. And I'm so glad you shared that because like you, I was like, I am not doing no video where I'm pointing to words and being all happy, or I'm not going to do a video with a side by side of me trying to dance like this person or whatever. like, I'm just not going to do that. And so, yes, you have to be again, authentic to who you are and who God has created you to be and the message that he's given you because ultimately he has control over all of this like he was just fine moving in the lives of people when there wasn't even social media and so I think we don't need to stress out about that and even as I've gone through the whole publishing world and this and that I told myself I will not allow myself to get consumed with my social media numbers I won't do that. I have to be true to who you, to who I am. So I love that you mentioned that because yes, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And I do want to say if, if you have joy dancing and putting a video out there, then do that. Right. Cause that goes back to you being you, but it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel comfortable. And so I want to just be who God created me to be. So I thank you for coming on here today and sharing your thoughts and your wisdom with us. And we will put links for people to follow you because you, my friend, are worth following. Thank you so much, Misty. I truly enjoyed our time together. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.